Hello, this is our time, you and me, me being Tiffany, host of the Myself Included podcast. The podcast about turning taboo topics into the bread and butter of our daily conversations. These series of episodes will be short and sweet, almost as short as me at five foot three. This time with me is where I'll be giving my take on taboo topics as I'll face some life conundrums myself. I hope you're keeping well. I've been struggling quite a bit lately, if I'm being completely honest with you. The lockdown is really getting to me um, and I'm a most massive people person so it's impacting quite a few areas in my life. I've settled into my first home nicely and I've not long celebrated my birthday which was lovely but all of that hasn't quite been the same. I've always had a lot going on, many things I'm grateful for, a busy job, online comedy gigs, podcast projects but it's been full on. Not to mention the boring life admin that can take up your time. All that being said, I'm here now, you're listening to me, and I don't know about you, but I was never a big fan of voice notes, but they're now what's keeping me sane. So I hope this podcast is something for you to enjoy in your downtime and keeps you sane. Here in the UK, in terms of the pandemic, hope is not too far away now, so fingers crossed we can keep this up. Before I delve into this episode's theme, I want to say thank you for everyone that voted in the Podcasting for Business Awards. I know it can be a bit of hassle, so I really appreciate you taking the time to vote. And it paid off as we were run up in the best health and well-being category, which speaks volumes of what the podcast is all about. We managed to do that in just the first year of the podcast launch, so I hope even bigger and better things are yet to come. Also, I want to take a moment to appreciate some of those courageous listeners who reached out to me after episode nine with Alice on dyslexia, saying that like me, they didn't see, they didn't realise there are different forms of dyslexia, there's no one size fits all. And having heard the podcast, they could see similarities in themselves Um, and looking to find out if they are too dyslexic. And you know, fancy awards and that are great, but it's messages like these that are why the podcast exists and why I wake up each morning with a passion for what I do, so thank you. Be sure to reach out if you wish to do so. I'm a big believer in connections and what they can do not only for you now, but in the future. Good things come round, uh, back round again. This is the last episode of season one before I take a break to plan a kick-ass season two. Uh, It's International Women's Day on the 8th of March and I've recently seen a few stories around smear home kits which prompted me to want to talk to you about taboos that many feel embarrassed, worried or lonely about. This will be an intimate episode, stay with me and hopefully we can lift some of the stigma around these kinds of topics women face. So with the smear kits, I haven't looked massively into that but it did prompt me to talk about my smear uh, test experience because I know a lot of women sort of put off going to have their their test. Um, So yeah, I'm 27 now. I believe 25 is when you get the letter uh, that you need to do the regular uh, tests uh, to to go in and get it checked out. And I think it's every four years that you have to do that. And for me, and this will be different for people and because of the reasons I'm about to come on to, uh, usually the fear and, and, and all of that, But for me, I was just grateful we had the NHS and that they send us these reminders and it could save our lives. Um, So for me, when I got that letter, I was very quick um, to get the appointment booked in. But I know a lot of women that have literally waited years to do the smear test because of the stigma that goes around it. Um, Again, for me, I think a lot of women, it's the idea of being naked with people you don't know that you haven't built trust with in an odd you know, situation, I suppose, and, and yeah, the fear of the unknown, not knowing what the process fully is. But for me, actually, the biggest worry was that, it's going to get into it straight away, so um, yeah, <laughs> get ready for this, but um, I'm quite a short person with quite uh, narrow hips, 
So yeah, I'm quite short in general. Uh, I'm quite tight down there. And every now and then, even though I've been sexually active for years and so on, I can experience pain when having sex and so on. And yeah, I, I, I just can sometimes get bleeding and whatnot. So my fear wasn't around being naked, etc. It was around that I generally thought it was gonna hurt me. And my friends, some of my friends had done it and they said, it's really quick and easy, you'll be absolutely fine. But I know I knew my body, um, even things like, which I'll come on to, but I have heavier periods. Um, but I knew my body, so I was quite worried about this. Good old kind of classic me, I get to the appointment and the lady asks if a trainee person can be in the in the appointment doing with it with them. Which I felt as a British person obliged to say yes, but on reflection I wish I hadn't. But I said yes, I'm happy for a trainee person to join us in this test. Um, I sat down, they kind of just talk you through what's going to happen and I did tell her that I was a bit concerned about the pain. I lay down and yeah, again I was quite happy with just the getting naked part because I knew we're all women and they've seen hundreds of these a day probably, if you know what I mean. Um, and the initial bit wasn't painful, it's like, I'm not going to go into detail about all of it because I can't remember it and I'm not an expert, but it's like a stick thing. <laughs> that when they first put it in, that was fine. It was when they, well, yeah, it didn't help. And I do a bit of this in my comedy set, but it didn't help that she's obviously taking longer because she's trying to teach a trainee what to look for. So not only is she prodding and sticking and whatnot, she's saying, so Mary, this is what you're looking out for. You want to see this bit, if you see that bit, and she's talking her through the process. So it's making it longer for me. Um, and obviously they tell you to relax, which you're not going to feel relaxed because you're not in a normal environment with the people that you trust and so on. Um, so it's a bit of an odd one. But yeah, they, they, they put it in. They were taking some time, but that wasn't too bad. Then there was a bit where I think they have to turn it to obviously get enough for them to be able to test it that really hurt me. Um, and I'm conscious of scaring people, but it, but obviously hopefully by the end of this story, you'll, you'll see why it hurt me and you'll be prepared, I suppose. Um, but it, it did hurt me, I did get upset, and I felt foolish because other people had said, you know, it doesn't hurt. But then again, I knew my body, and I know that we all, as women and as humans, we have different parts and different experiences, different periods, different labor experiences, different pregnancy experiences, and so on. So as much as I felt like a fool, I also thought, well, maybe there is a reason why sort of thing. But I got upset. And the trainee person's literally stood at the side of the bed like, are you okay? And you're just like, not really. Um, and you're not helping. But um, then they put it under the tap to try and help the pain. And then they put it back in. I think they had to turn it again. They got what they needed and it was over before you know it. So initial bit was, was fine. Middle bit did hurt, if I'm honest. Um, come on to why. And at the end, um, it was over before you know it. Then I went back just for my contraception um, appointment, some, I don't know how many months down the line, and they said, you didn't call us back, even though, I'd, yeah, sorry, so after that, I received a letter saying that I was all clear. I'm just gonna take a drink. Um, yeah, I received a letter that I was, gonna, I was all clear. Uh, I will say, again, I'm not an expert, but I've had friends that have received letters saying they've got abnormal cells, and I think this is quite a common thing to have. Uh, I'm not an expert, but yeah, I think sometimes even when you get a letter to say something, don't always be immediately alarmed because you might be um, absolutely you know okay. 
but yeah, I got to let that. I'm all good. And I went to a conception um, meeting or an appointment even, um, and they said you didn't call us back. And I was like, call us back about what? And it turns out I have sensitive tissue, which is why sometimes I bleed a bit or I find things a bit painful in sexual activity, and why obviously I found it painful doing the smear test. So, although hopefully I didn't scare you away with what I just said about my experience, at least now I know why. Um, hopefully it's on my comments for next time. When the next time comes, I think being two years time, um, I think you can bring somebody in with you, so I would probably want to do that. Um, I would also want them to put it underneath the water, underneath the tap again if they could, because I think that did help a little bit. Um, and yeah, my friends and that, because I did, oh yeah, I did miss out. I did bleed a little bit after the smear test as well, um, which again, didn't surprise me because I've had that in the past after, yeah, say sex, whatever. Um, it's not loads, but it's just a couple of drops. Um, so yeah, I just felt better that I'd I'd been through the process. I know what to expect. I know about the sensitive tissue and it should be on my records as well. I would, yeah, wouldn't have a trainee person in next time. Apologies, but I wouldn't. Um, I potentially have somebody or I would have somebody come in with me. Um, and yeah, I'd, I just know a bit more about it now. So there are elements of that story that might scare you off, but I'm just trying to share with you that, you know, yeah, Fortunately, in the, in the UK, you know, we do have the NHS. They do remind us. They send us these um, letters and appointments. Go get yourself checked out because you never know. It could save your life. Um, and, and yeah, just speak open to your friends and that. Because, yeah, after it happened, sorry, after I did bleed and I told my friends, they kind of were like, oh, like, didn't realise that could happen. Like, like, not that it couldn't happen, but, like, I think because their experience was theirs, like all of us, we kind of get a bit in our own sort of lives. Um, they kind of opened up and sort of went oh okay like I didn't realize that could be an experience for somebody so now I know um so yeah you know don't fear being naked in front of the the you know the doctors the nurses nurses because they see them all the time it could save your life there may be some challenging moments like what I had but you'll as soon as you do it once you'll know what to do for the other appointments um and you'll be better equipped for the next time and speak to your friends about it because or family because we are all different we've got different bodies and um yeah like it, hopefully it'll just make people realize that we've all got our own experiences basically um so i hope that was a helpful thing to share um on that note i'm just gonna yeah also talk a little bit about periods because i don't remember how old i was i wasn't a young teenager but i was always an old teenager but i do have heavy periods and i am more like my dad's family just in in more ways than one my emotions my body etc um so yeah i i had quite heavy periods and that that this reminds me of, of the smear test and that when people sort of go oh well the smear test is really quick and easy people that have light periods say well periods are really easy one tampon put it in the day job done when you have heavy periods that is not the case um i like to wear pads again a lot of girls who are on lighter periods think that's you know ludicrous thought um, but when you're that heavy, a tampon feels like it's not even going to touch the surface of what you need. And it almost feels because then because you need a big enough one to cope with it, it's, it's too painful. You might just wear a pad. And I think a lot of girls like the pad because it's literally a barrier between you and your knickers sort of thing, your underwear. <laughs> um, so that was my rationale. I've tried, you know, different things, tampons, etc. And I've never got along with it. That's just what I like. 
Um, but yeah, some of my family are light people, some of them are heavy, as with my friends, and yeah, I definitely felt kind of embarrassed in that, or not embarrassed in the right word, but just judged because I had a different experience and they didn't seem to relate. Um, and actually, I've, I've had friends that have been worse off than me. I had a friend that would have to lay on the floor in pain on her period, or it would go through her clothes um, and all of that. So when people say it's just a light thing, you know, put one tampon, it's, in, it's fine. Actually, that's not the case for everyone. Um, and I just had a very good thought. Does it lead on to my next point? Maybe it'll come back up. But yeah, also leading on to my next point is that this is what... Oh, that's it. I remember now. Um, also, not only did it say go through people's clothes, my friends, but when you're younger, a big reason why people want to go on the contraception, which is, yeah, my next big point, um, is because you, when you're young, you go to sleepovers a hell of a lot. You have PE class. You go swimming. You do all these cool birthday parties and stuff where you could potentially leak. And if you don't know when you're due and you're just not used to it and everything else, then you sleep around somebody's house and you leak on their bed or whatever and it's embarrassing. And I've had friends do it to me, I've done it to my friends. And that was what the main reason why I wanted to uh, get on the contraception, which is what my next point is. Um, it's frustrating that Similarly to when I uh, got a counsellor, it was frustrating that everyone says with mental health that if, as long as you talk more, the better it gets. I disagree. I had a, quite a negative uh, response, and I guess that's because it's a stigmatised subject, but it was frustrating that I wasn't in a good place. I took the time to acknowledge that, look into it, find a counsellor, invest in myself, have the courage to tell people that I'd got a counsellor, and the sort of response I got was, how much is it? When's it going to be done? You know, what do you talk about, etc. Um, and I felt the same with contraception. Some of my family, um, my parents, aren't a big lover of pills in general, so paracetamol, etc. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, things like a headache, you can just have some food, some water, some sleep and feel much better. So, you know, it's, that's not a bad thing. I think it's good to sometimes not always rely on, on medication. But they're not a big fan of pills. But when you're young and you have these awkward experiences um, and you want to regulate, particularly when you're heavy, you want to regulate your periods um, and you take the time to, again, look into it, book the appointment, get on whatever works for you, contraception pills, um, I've gone blank, or the other ones, the coil, all of that, whatever works for you, you know, you take the time to look into it and then, yeah, people judge you like your parents for it. And uh, frustratingly, you know, what was the word? I, when I got on the pill, it timed quite well with my first boyfriend and he was a bit older, which already had a whole load of judgment. But to be fair, I'd met, I've known him since I was 13. Uh, we were now uh, older teenagers um, and we met through army cadets. Uh, so it wasn't like I met him at a bar. So yeah, it timed quite, I guess, poorly with the fact I'd just got a boyfriend. I think that also added a layer of, are you just getting on it to have sex? But then even if I was, you know, thank God that I have protection, you know? Like, why do we have this stigma around protecting our bodies and ourselves? Like, yeah, I think it's good that people have taken the courage to do that. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of leading into two points here. But I just want to yeah say on this point that it always frustrated me at school that we would learn how to put condoms on a banana to protect the man. And, yes, we would learn about different coils and contraception pills and so on but we never actually learned how to properly properly take them in a sense of 
I know a lot of women that thought once you take your first few pills, you're covered, when actually you've got to take it for a few months to get used to it. Or if you throw up because you've been drinking or just you've got a stomach bug and you, I don't think it's four hours the pill needs to go in your body, then you're not covered. Um, you know, there's various things that people, well, like, yeah, antibiotics. I was once on antibiotics and they, the nurse said to me, you'll be absolutely fine, it won't counteract your pill. And actually, in fact, it did. And luckily I was safe, but if I wasn't, you know, who'd, who'd known what would have happened? So that's just frustrating um, in itself that we don't learn enough about, I think, women covering themselves. We learn more about men covering themselves. And don't get me wrong, it's a, it's a two-way thing, of course. Um, but yeah, so I just... It's frustrating when you take the time to cover yourself with a pill and people judge you for being on the pill and sort of, yeah, I think parents just straight away go to... You're having sex, you're having sex with blah, blah, blah. Um, and actually, it's usually embarrassing moments of your friends wanting to regulate your periods. And now, um, my periods are, but yeah, everyone's different, but mine are really um, in time, I guess the word is. I, I know when I'm coming on, like pretty much the, the day of, and I know when I'm coming off the day of, there's quite a short window. Um, and yeah, it's the same every month. So it's handy when I've got a wedding or a spa weekend to know what's going to happen. And, you know, I, I don't really know if it's advised or not to back to back the pill because I've heard different things. Um, but if you do want to, you can. So again, things like weddings, that is really, really good. Uh, well, say it's just, sorry, it's just helpful. Um, what was something else I wanted to mention? Oh, it's just past me. Oh yes, yeah, with the with the pill as well, uh, I just wanted to recommend something and talk about this. So I've been on the pill for a long time, so obviously, yeah, a lot of us get on this because of the awkward moments, um, the regulating the periods, being heavy, and just becoming a woman, I suppose, a young lady. Um, and you stay on it because, you know, you're sexually active or just all those things that I've mentioned. And then you realise it's been years, and I, again, I'm not an expert and I've heard different things, but I think the longer you're on it, um well yeah two things here sorry i'm going on a little tangent here but um one i didn't realize how much it has an impact i knew like any medication there were side effects and it mentions things like weight skin spots etc but i don't believe i had i didn't have many of the physical um effects some of my friends have or they've had it from other pills they've taken medication they've taken um but a lot of women have said to me that they didn't realize the impact of on the emotions you know, I have been quite down in the past and actually a lot of friends of mine have found that when they've got really emotional, really low at points in their life, it's because of what's in the contraception pill. Um, so since they've come off of it, they just say that they I think they're just a bit more laid back and not laid back, that's the wrong term, but they're just a different person. They kind of don't, well, maybe that's the wrong thing to say as well, but yeah, I just my friends have come off of it and they just feel, I think, a bit more in control of their body and their emotions. I know one friend was just getting emotional very, very often. Um, and since then just feels, yeah, just I guess a bit more, I don't know if herself's the right word, but you know, you've been on something for so long and now you kind of, it is, it is difficult when you come off of it, I think, because uh, your body sort of plays games a little bit and you're on, you're off and all of that. But once it has leveled out, I think, yeah, you just feel a bit more like you know yourself, if that makes any more sense. Um, so that's intriguing to know. Um, and I wanted to recommend a book called Period Power by Maisie Hill. I think I've said that right. I haven't finished it yet. Um, it's quite a, a, a big read. But 
people speak highly of it and yeah I think a lot of women now are sort of realizing that the, you know the contraception pill does have an impact on you and that's not to say to not take it because obviously there's a reason why we have it to protect ourselves but it's just to sort of be aware and maybe you know if you are feeling something consider that might be why or maybe try a different type of, of protection um you know it's just yeah I'm not an expert but I've just realized friends have come off of it and family either to try for children or just because they're getting yeah really emotional and they've and they found it quite a big difference um and also yeah on that note yeah I've had a lot of friends and family that have been trying for children um and again not an expert but from what I've learned from other people is because you've been on it for so long it takes a while for your body to realize um yeah that you, you want to now try for a baby so uh, yeah having no having now known that I would if I was going to try for a baby I would come off of the pill a year if I could you know a year or so or six months or so before I want to try because I think it takes a bit of while for your but a bit of time for your body to realize um you know settle into what's now going on so yeah I don't know if any of that was helpful but um yeah International Women's Day is coming up I think it's really important uh, I saw the smear test thing and I thought oh, it reminds me of my experience and I know a lot of people put it off um and just yeah a lot of the um sort of what's the word lack of sympathy and awkward moments around periods and going on the contraception pill and yeah I'm now 27 a lot of my friends in that are you know engaged trying for children or have children etc um so it's actually now that you begin to learn more and more about your body and you do have to take care of it by by going to things like smear tests um so I hope this proved useful uh, for, for any of you listening out there. Um, as I say, I want to do a few episodes like this, um, just me, me and you. Um, so yeah, let me know if it was at all useful. Um, yeah, let's just keep breaking down these stigmas. And I'm really, really excited or pumped for season two. As I say, I'm going to take a bit of a break. As I said at the beginning, I really do appreciate when people reach out and just send me notes about you know, the audio is really good, or I'd love that episode, listen to it twice, or you've made me realise I might be dyslexic too. Um, so if you've got anything to say about the podcast, it could be the audio, it could be my social posts, it could be the topics, it could be guest suggestions. Honestly, I'm open ears, and particularly for season two, because I'm planning season two right now. Um, and yeah, particularly this one, let me know if it is useful, because yeah, it's... Um, it's a taboo topic that I think a lot of women find difficult to talk about. I've done so today. Um, so yeah, please do let me know if it resonated at all. Um, till then, you can reach me on my self-included podcast or that you got, if anyone that knows me, just reach out directly. Um, till then, take care and I will um, speak to you soon.